the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the first chapter. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph. But before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Sometimes it seems to me that misunderstandings are just downright funny. For instance, Ralph Carpenter had gone to a restaurant and the waiter said, super salad? Well, Ralph thought that this was a kind of promotion for large salads. And so he said, yes. And the waiter looked at him again, and he said, super salad? Ralph said, yes. And then the waiter looked at him one more time, and he said, sir, would you like salad or soup? Soup or salad, super salad? Oh, well, so much for that one. Let <laughs> Let's try another one. How about oh, misunderstandings, how they can go so strangely. Um, a dad was with his toddler daughter. They're in a playground. And she is exploring. And she is just getting toward the jungle gym. And he sees that she's going to walk right into a, a, one of the bars. And he says, Duck! She says, quack! <laughs> and runs right into the bar. Or sometimes they're kind of funny looking back. In Reynolds, when he was a teenager, his mother was doing a little cooking, but she had to run out to do a short errand. So she told her son, 
She was boiling potatoes. She said, watch the potatoes. <laughs> she runs out to do her errand. They're boiling away. And he watches the potatoes as the water boils off and the potatoes burn. Misunderstanding about what he was actually supposed to do. Now, have we all done things similarly? Have we all? Who, who has ever had a misunderstanding? <laughs> Just ask my wife. I'm going, what was that again? This morning, we have a big misunderstanding. Joseph has a misunderstanding. Well, you, you see that he and Mary are engaged. They are not married. They certainly haven't had any marital relations, and yet Mary is pregnant. You can only imagine what was going through Joseph's mind, and certainly not all of it was kind. But we are told that, that he was a righteous man. He didn't want to expose her to public shame, which in that kind of a culture could be deadly. So he had decided to put her away quietly, end the relationship, and then go on with his life. An understandable misunderstanding. So what does God do? God sends an angel in a dream and tells Joseph, Joseph, Mary has not been unfaithful to you. Mary has been faithful, fully faithful to God. And that is why she is pregnant. And so take her as your wife. Now thankfully, Joseph was able to change course. Have you, have you ever been so committed to a misunderstanding that you didn't want to hear anything else? And you just kind of, no, 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 I don't want to know. Well, thankfully, you know, sometimes we get so, just so into this groove that we can't get out of it. But thankfully, Joseph was able to listen to the angel and change course. And so instead of putting Mary away, he embraces Mary and he embraces what God is doing in and through her for the sake of the world. Amen to that? Amen. Now, it seems to me that Mary and Joseph weren't the only ones who had to deal with a God who could be surprising. 
might not know exactly what God was up to. But remember that that is what Advent is all about. Advent is for us. God does strange things in this world, not just in the first century. Also in the 21st century, do you think? Think God is still doing some strange things? The choir is backing me up. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, so, so it's for us also to keep focused on what God is doing. That we may say yes. That we may not have misunderstandings. And that we may then follow through on what God is about. To help us kind of think through this. Let me tell you a story. And the story goes like this. Some years ago, Ryan Lockhart was a football player, and he played for Lewis and Clark College. Well, as he was going to start his senior year, he got an ACL tear. And so because of that, he was not able to do his senior year, at least that year. He's going to rehab and then go for the following year. Well, as he was doing the rehab, he decided to do a part-time job. And what that part-time job was to be a trainer for a 13-year-old boy who happened to be autistic. That ignited a passion within Ryan to help people who had so-called disabilities. Because he saw that, that oftentimes people with so-called disabilities had just the same physical abilities as other people, but that they were treated differently. And so what he did was he got specialized training to help the special population. And in 2012, um, he started a company that works with people in special populations for training. And, and he started in Portland, went to Vancouver, then to Bend, and just uh, maybe six months ago, started one in Eugene. And what they do is they work not just with strength training, but also to bring confidence and self-assurance to such folks. And he says, the cool thing, his word, the cool thing, is that when the family says, you know, my son, my daughter, for the first time, they took the bus by themselves. We went on a hike up to the top of Mount Pisgah. And we made it, and we got all the way back. Sometimes when I do that, I'm wondering, but I'm going to make it all the way back. And he says, that is just fabulous. Now, now why do I tell that story. You may be wondering, kind of going, 
What is this all about? Well, it seems to me that this world can overlook people who are different, people who seem strange or not quite like everybody else. And the thing is, that's been going on forever, just forever. And Jesus was about, in his ministry, going out to the lost, the least, the forgotten, the shunned. Oh, don't touch them. They have leprosy. Oh, don't let her touch him. She has a reputation. Jesus was always going out to the people on the margins so that they would know the love, the life, the healing of God. That it was for them that they were not for God. What Ryan was doing, I think, is kind of similar. And what this is for us is so that we don't make the misunderstanding that God's reach only extends to us. But it goes past us. And you and Bethesda know that. Right? Amen? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you have a long track record of going out to people in your own community and in the world. Amen? Amen? Why? This is not a rhetorical question. <laughs> Why do you do it? To help. Say it loudly enough so I can hear you. To help. To serve, to spread the word, to show love, to obey God. Thank you. Okay. All right. Because you have experienced the love of God, right? And you know that the love of God is not meant just for us. It is meant for all people, regardless of anything. It is for all people. And Advent is meant to remind us, to keep our eyes focused, to see where the reach of God goes. And as we follow that, there will be fewer and fewer people misunderstanding. Because some people think, I'm too bad. I'm not loved. People shun me. And one can think, I'm hopeless. Advent 
is meant to show us that no, no one is hopeless. The reach of God goes out through us to embrace all. Let there be no misunderstanding.